2: This is the podcast about infertility, IVF, and the trials of trying for a baby. I'm Emma. And I'm Gabby, and we're two card-carrying members of the Infertility Club. Oh, hey. Oh, hello, hello, hello. How are you? Hey, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, man, I'm good. Yeah, has it been a nice bank holiday for you? Do you know what? It has been really lovely. Has it? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. We well, we had to um, we had to cancel one of our plans because we were, we had basically planned too much. You overplanned. Oh no, who got the chop? Yeah, uh, Mr. Gabby's friend uh, Lee is one of his oh, best mates. Lee. Yeah, he got the chop not because he is not the favoured one, more because it involved us driving to Brighton. Okay, Fair and enough. um, and we had other plans in the diary before his plan. Okay, so we we're like something's got to give here because we just can't do it. But yeah. I, regardless, I still had a really lovely time. Um, I had a lovely time. I went to Yorkshire. Yeah, you did up oh, north. north. Yeah, up north, and we went to a really cool restaurant that was like in someone's living room. Oh, it Was wow. in the chef's living room, and just like the most amazing food. And almost it was like vegetarian, and almost every course was um, had cheese in it. Oh, so you were happy about that? Oh, I was in a great place. Yeah. Um, so big shout out to the Wall Garden Supper Club. Walled Garden Supper Club, how lovely. Yeah. And oh, now man. i just spent like an hour sitting out on my terrace, aka patio, drinking mm-hmm. gin and tonic. And now I'm a little bit drunk. <laughs> oh cheers to that buddy boo uh-huh. well I am looking at my burnt arms oh no I'm a bit embarrassed it's I think when you're my age and you get burnt you just look like a big dick don't you like what kind of dick does that <laughs> um they're not, in not your defense, it's been six so eight dark months Yeah, it has. um and I think you're you know we've all forgotten how to use sunscreen I think we have, and um, yeah, I just, I, I mean, I just, I did actually look for some, and I couldn't find any, and I just thought, I'd oh. be fine, yeah, and it wasn't. Uh-huh. Anyway, it's all good. I had a nice time. I've been in the sun, you know. It's been been nice. Had a Great few pints, not today, yeah. mind you. I'm sober right now, unlike oh. you. Um, <laughs> you. Should come to my place, mate. I need to get to that terrazza. Yeah, come to this. <laughs> come to my terrazza. The terrazza. Yeah. Um, well, shall we talk about show? Yes, let's. So, um, our our first appearance is Liz <gasps> with a guest appearance from Nick. Oh. Oh. I know. We have him back on, back where he belongs. I'm pleased. Um, And she's talking about performance anxiety. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. That's a big one. It's a problem we, well, I don't have, but the no. a lot of our male counterparts have well it's kind of you know it's quite hard isn't it to be like you need to perform right now yeah exactly so um you know jizzle over me jizzle. and smile while you're doing it <laughs> yeah. right now. although I've got to I've got to say listeners getting them to jizzle over you is not how you're going to get pregnant no, yeah, yeah 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 I just meant like as a celebratory after one you know, <laughs> get it in first and then and then just go way everywhere <laughs> like champagne yeah yeah. Yeah, right. Although, yeah, I mean to be fair, no one who's TTC is wasting that spunk. That that, that precious, precious precious jizz. precious, spunk. Yeah, absolutely. Um awesome. I look forward to that. And mm. then we've got Louie Louis. Oh so oh, I've oh. been going with Louie. Louis. Louis. Na, 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 na. Oh, I don't think I know that one. Oh mate. Anyway. Huh. Um either whichever whichever song you prefer to go with, yeah, um this is kind of by popular demand actually, because we get dozens of emails asking for our acupuncturist's details mm, yeah um she i I mean, oh we rave about her, we, we rave about her, so I think we just wanted to introduce her to y'all, yeah, um i you know there's I think it's worth kind of looking into the evidence for how um effective acupuncture is um the hfea which is the uk IVF regulator um gives it an amber rating on its traffic light system mm-hmm. which i think is cool i think that's do it if it makes you happy and i think that's the most important thing is that it made and i really miss it actually but it made me feel really great yeah same same like, i absolutely just loved it but do listen to louie because she's great
3: she's lovely she's i just love so her be great
2: i miss her voice so now it's great we've got it recorded so i can listen to it whenever i want oh my god yeah just put it on go yeah. to sleep we should have got her to do some sort of mindful meditation for us while we had her on the phone oh my god we totally should have got her to do just that. like breathing exercises or something yeah it would have with for me it would have just been her like gossiping about someone yeah <laughs> that's, really. that's what makes me feel calm <laughs> awesome well I'm sure everyone will enjoy that regardless of whether you like acupuncture or not yeah although she did say something borderline offensive to me at the oh, end. yeah yeah. yeah. So, so I'm over it I've got over it yep yeah, tune into that one guys yeah um and then what do we have next we have professor Tim of course of course but of course um, and it's week two of lining chat. Oh yeah, lining two point Yeah, last week we had thin linings. This week we've got thick linings. Can it ever be too thick? Yeah. I mean, presumably it can. Well, you'll have to listen to presenters and find out. Well, I will. Yeah. Um. Well, guys. Yeah. That's the the whole shaboozle. Yes, please. Can you <laughs> first of all buy our book? Yeah. It's that's available. The first request um in some places to pre it's actually been reduced on amazon i don't know if that's a good sign or a bad sign whatever anyway um yeah it's a bargain on amazon so go and get it there yeah go and don't um, be waiting for it to go down in price it already has yeah um not out till january though fyi no yeah, no yeah that still has not changed yeah um and then you can follow us on instagram at big fat negative you can follow us on twitter at big fat negative you can email us big fat negative podcast at gmail.com and finally you can rate and review the podcast which we'd love you to do because it helps other people do. going through the same stuff find our podcast indeed and you could also buy our t-shirts if you fancied one yeah details on our website yes indeed um lovely have a have a great podcast guys
4: yeah Enjoy. hi friends how are you of a treat for you this week, if I'm honest. And I know that some of you have probably felt this loss, but feel it no longer, because I'm not alone today.
5: <laughs> you in the big guns. I brought in
4: the big guns. Because um, this week's problem, it's not really something that I feel particularly qualified to answer, if I'm perfectly honest. So I brought in my resident expert. And <laughs> what? Because this week, we're talking sperm. And we're talking sperm and specifically performance anxiety. So we've had an email in from a lady. She says that uh, when they started Letrozel to induce ovulation um, was when their sort of problems began. So my boyfriend has been struggling with performance anxiety on three out of four of our cycles so far. So much so that he hasn't been able to finish when we're in my fertile window. I'm trying so hard to play it down not to get stressed about it, as, we, as I know he's not doing it on purpose, but we only have two more cycles before we get referred for IVF. I've also tried not in t- not being entirely honest about when the window is so that it's all chilled, but of course he knows, he now knows that when I'm going to the hospital for scans that the window is coming up. I don't really know what to do next. Do I talk to the doctors about RUI? Do I lie completely? and say they're no no longer monitoring me that has been mentioned by the doctors as they can see the medication dosage is working but i hate the thought of lying to him i'm sure this isn't something that just we are experiencing but people don't seem to talk about it any help you can recommend i'd be so thankful as i'm starting to get super frustrated with the whole scenario when all in inverted commas he has to do is orgasm but then feeling awful that i'm putting that pressure on him thank you so much Obviously, I'm going to keep this lady anonymous and I'm going to refer to her as feeling the pressure. So, feeling the pressure, as I said, I brought in the big. Because I have to be honest, this is not an area of expertise for me. Um, so, Nick, would you like to give your thoughts?
5: I think first off the bat is yeah, you can never keep it a secret. Like I was saying to you, if you ever get randomly amorous on a random Wednesday afternoon, I started to spe- suspect something was up.
4: Yeah, can't be subtle about these things.
5: <laughs> I think the fact that it's all, all we have to do mm. makes it even worse. Yeah. Because you know that if I don't do that's the one thing I've got to do, and if I can't do that, mm. it's even worse.
4: It's something that is... Uh... I guess uh, uncontrollable in some respects, but it is very much a psychological thing. Is it you get in your head, don't yeah. you?
5: Yeah, it is, and I think I think as as, as gene- generic as the um, advice is, is just to do it regularly. If if you're going to h- have any attempt to hide it at all, it's <laughs> mm. just doing that regularly. You don't know what you don't know what when the time's coming.
4: So okay, so the first sort of potential advice is try and have sex more regularly so if that if you do want to sort of not necessarily hide it from your partner but no not going to specific dates yeah. if you feel that would relieve the pressure but obviously you have mentioned that you're not somebody who particularly wants to um hide things from your from your boyfriend and i completely understand that because i think when you start hiding those things
5: mm. you did you tried. Various.
4: i i tried it i absolutely did I absolutely did um, I tried it all and it didn't go down well not because it didn't not because you were upset about it but because no, it, really, sorry, it didn't yeah. really work
5: yeah.
4: it didn't achieve what I wanted it to achieve um, but obviously the situation that you're in now you've mentioned speaking with your doctors I think that's probably a really yeah. good idea um, because actually in terms of your men- both of your mental health if you're getting really stressed out because you're wanting him to uh perform, and he isn't able to because he feels very anxious about it, which is completely understandable. actually, is it worth sort of saying maybe this isn't isn't the right road for us at the moment, and' well, kind think, of taking control of that a little bit.
5: I think from the sounds of that era he he's halfway there.
4: We spoke with a counsellor, didn't we, not specifically about this issue, but she did obviously happen to mention pressures around sex and conception. Um, And one of the things that she suggested was um, to sort of be a bit more playful with it. And, you know, if role play is your thing, then absolutely crack on. But, you know, to take a more serious note, what I mean by that is, or what she meant by that is, to not put so much pressure on it and to actually just enjoy spending time with each other, um, without the pressure of actual intercourse so you know spend a lot of time together
5: stroking your face
4: stroke at my face yeah no you know spend time together maybe enjoying some foreplay taking the pressure away from you know as i said actually achieving intercourse um, because sometimes it will just it was it will just naturally progress and you're both as nick said enjoying it a lot more and enjoying it for for what it is. Um, So, in a very roundabout way, we've kind of, I guess, given a couple of of options. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So the first one, you know, being, you know, maybe try and have sex more regularly. You don't mention whether or not you specifically um, leave sex for your fertile window. Um, You know, some of the advice that you were given... Certainly, when we went, you because know, we progressed directly to IVF, but some of the advice that you were given was to clean the pipes regularly, if you will. Um,
5: to do that kind of thing.
4: <laughs> so you know, ejaculating regularly actually will benefit the sperm. Um, from you know, from from what we've been told in terms of the, um, I want to use the word turnover of sperm. I think that's probably a quality yeah so it, it increases um new sperm and encourages new sperm and get rid of like rid, gets rid of the older sperm so actually even though you might be absolutely shattered or you might even be doing this already um having kind of that regular intercourse does help even though it maybe is not realistic for a lot of us because <laughs> life is knackering um so don't you know feel that you have to do that or the pressure is on you pair to sort of be on that time scale because, again, that can also bring its own pressures. Um, the second thing, I think, is to definitely speak with your doctors because, actually, you both need to protect yourselves in terms of your mental well-being as well here because if you are considering progressing to IVF, then that is going to be very, very stressful and it can be all-consuming. Yeah,
5: I think my stress more came with... the. Uh... The sampling stage, that's yeah. where I, because I knew, it's it exactly the same as UI really, in fact you've got a window to do it, mm, mm. and there you have the, I managed to overcome my fear you did. towards the end when I managed to provide sample at the clinic, yeah. in the waiting room. In the waiting room.
4: But you know there, there are alternatives. Yeah,
5: you can. You are like, there, you, aren't there? Yeah, the only reason I had to do it that day was because of COVID. Yeah. I couldn't. I, all the rest of they've allowed me to to do, do it at home, which is much better. But it's a,
4: you're in a more comfortable, yeah. relaxed environment. I don't think at least. there
5: is no real easy way around it because although it is that sort of the only thing we have to do, mm. it's kind of a, a vital thing we have to do, and we don't. You don't really have to and. The relationship, sort between the mind and the sort of physical element of it, are sort of connected. And if you get, if you get really stressed out and want, it's like twice as hard, if not almost impossible, sometimes. But it's like you can't force yourself to relax sometimes. I think if you do get really stressed, just stop, walk away, walk away, relax a bit, and then come back to it. Mm. Go back to the foreplay, if you will.
4: Asking him the question, "What can I do? How can I help?" or actually, should we go and seek some talking therapy, or should you go and seek some talking therapy? Um, is is actually a really important thing to do?
5: Yeah, I think our, our best. I think our best serious conversations when we go for a walk, aren't they?
4: Yeah, yeah, because. You know, I always remember. I, I can never know where I heard. I can never remember where I heard it from. But I always remember reading that you should have your, as you say, better or or more important conversations when you're either doing something side by side, so driving, walking, cooking, where the pressure is not on the conversation. Dancing. It's dancing. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Do we dance side by side? I don't know. Should do the shuffle um so yeah so you know going for a long walk you know bringing it up in conversation or moving naturally into it sometimes means that you because the pressure is off you you tend to be a bit more honest about how you're feeling but you know always remember that you are in control of your treatment so if it does so if this course of treatment is not working for you and you want to take a step back from it, even if it's to, you know, spend a little, a little while just reconnecting with each other in that way and then go back to doing, you know, your remaining sort of few cycles and then moving on to IVF, you're in charge here and you need to both look after your own mental health. Mm. So hopefully that's been helpful. Yeah. Best of luck to you both. Cool. Take care.
0: Louis, hey, Hello.
2: hey,
1: hey, hey. you okay? have <laughs> got stage fright. Yes, I'm fine.
2: <laughs> it's just so great to hear your voice again. It's nice. No, I know. I've missed you too. We yeah. miss you so much. We were all just before we started recording, all talking about how we've all moved out of London. Although you still practice in London, right?
1: That's right. I'm still in London three days a week, and I have mm-hmm. been th- throughout throughout the lockdowns apart from the first lockdown so it's God, well done, it's you. been full on yeah it's been great but kind of yes I love living out of London yeah I moved back to Berkshire which is where I grew up didn't think I would ever come back here but I love it I've got to say <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's nice <laughs> yeah it's really it's you know it's I feel that I'm lucky because I've got the balance of being in London, seeing my friends when I want to mm-hmm. and having all the culture and the restaurants mm. um, and then coming back to Newbury and just chilling when, you God, know, when idea, I need to. Yeah, yeah so it's quite, it's quite chilled. Are you two, you're just working remotely, I presume. Yeah. yeah.
2: Although I did have that conversation with my boss today where he was like, <gasps> two days a week. And I was like, I can do one. I'll give you one.
1: Ooh. Oh, that's great.
2: Yeah. That, that might good. be quite exciting though.
1: I think so, yeah. I it will so. be. It will be nice. Mm. Yeah, it'll be the date for you to see your mates and you know after work drinks.
2: Absolutely. And I just found a co-working space in Whitstable that's fifty-five pounds a month
3: for oh like two God. days a
2: week. <laughs> that's so cheap.
1: That's so cheap. I know houses.
2: Yeah. yeah, and also it's linked with other friend of the podcast Sophie because oh yes. it's um she works with them the company that. Well, the place oh, there. Oh, social enterprise, yeah, it's a social enterprise. And is Sophie based there as well? No, she's she's based in London. London, oh yeah, oh but really? she would like to go west. Anyway, this is we're off topic already, and we haven't <laughs> <own> really started. we can ask the first question, is isn't it? <laughs> 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 Louis, we we love you and we miss you. You've helped us so much, and Thank so you. our first question is: How did you get into acupuncture? Which is not actually a story I necessarily know. Me neither.
1: You know what? It is, um, it's a kind of funny one because I was having acupuncture. Well, initially I was doing Kung Fu and then my Irish friend said, oh, I'm having acupuncture. And I thought, she's having acupuncture and she's Irish and I'm Chinese and I've never had acupuncture. What's going on there? So, and I was doing Kung Fu that. and then a guy in my Kung Fu class was training and I thought, I'm going to try it. I love and at the time, yeah, I, I was busted. really, Sorry. I was really, really shit at it. Have but, you got photos?
2: Fuck off. have to send us photos. Yeah, Jordans. yeah,
1: yeah. I was unbelted. Let's just say I was humiliated. And uh, anyway. <laughs> I was. I thought, okay, I'm going to try it. At the time, my husband and I were thinking, let's let's press the bouton and let's try and start having a baby. Okay. And I thought, okay, I've got like uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome, so mm-hmm. my periods were quite irregular, but mm-hmm. I was having periods, so I thought, okay, this will help. I also have like rhinitis, like allergies, so I thought, Same. let's try that. Yeah, let's try that. And then I went to have acupuncture. I thought, this is fascinating. Um, As you both know, I'm Chinese. Mm -hmm. My my parents are from Hong Kong, but I grew up here. I was born here. And my mum and my dad have always said, they've kind of taught us the basic elements of Chinese medicine. So it's like, Mm -hmm. if you're feeling a bit heaty or you've got a headache, don't eat this, eat this instead. Mm -hmm. You know, if you've got your period, don't go swimming because you might get more you know, period pains, if you are like, getting yourself cold. So all these kind of things that I took as old wives tales,
0: Mm.
1: was kind of solidified and put into a structure in Chinese medicine when I decided to go back and study for a degree. So what happened was I started having acupuncture, I thought this is amazing. I love Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And I got pregnant actually very quickly, probably by chance. But I thought, as I've got PCOS, Mm. I've got, I'm kind of like more of a higher probability of having a miscarriage. So I thought, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to try and have acupuncture. So I had acupuncture till about 14 weeks of my pregnancy. And Mm. then I was great. I was fine, felt really good. But I had felt quite anxious, a little bit anxious about the pregnancy at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And it was great. I loved it. And then I was on the couch with needles in and I thought... I love this. I could do this. Mm -hmm. I really could do this. And at the time I was uh, working in consultancy
2: Yeah,
1: and I've got to say, I did not love it. You know, I just thought, okay, I need, I need an out. You're in the city, in the rat race. Yeah. Yeah. I was working in a small boutique firm, but I just thought, okay, I need to do something else because this is a little bit full on. I was working Mm -hmm. really long hours Mm and it was interesting but it wasn't making me feel joyful you know it wasn't making yeah. me feel this is what I want to do for the rest of my life and especially as we wanted to start having a family I thought I can't work these hours and have a baby because I'm ne- never going to see this baby and then I yeah so I said to my husband right away I thought I'm going to retrain <laughs> I'm going to be an acupuncturist and he's great he was like okay great good (laughs) for it yeah so yeah so I kind of like within I mean I don't make life decisions like overnight I'm a you know I kind of think about things I do my research and I really really kind of take my time Mm. but this was a what I can be you know it sounds a bit wanky but it was like a calling yeah it chose me rather Mm -hmm. than me choosing it and then I yeah I went back to uni did a degree in Chinese medicine and Bob's your uncle and so did you
2: end up um, specializing in fertility because of your experience with PCOS or was it something else
1: I think yes I think um, because I saw firsthand that it could it really works and it really Mm -hmm. helps Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't ovulating regularly so with acupuncture I started ovulating regularly um, and I thought that this really sustained my pregnancy. So I could see how, if you're anxious or your, um, your hormones are imbalanced, how I saw firsthand, how it could affect that, how it could change that for the better yeah. and how it helped my fertility and how it helped my mood and, you know, just overall well being and that's what made me think yeah this is this is amazing i i should do this and yeah. i thought i could be quite good at it you know mm. I, I don't know why i just thought i i understand it i really believe in it so i should be should be good at it
2: yeah one of the things that like your approach is very much i'm trying to formulate this question while i'm saying it and it's i'm finding it really difficult um one of the things that kept me coming back to you and that people can probably pick up on a little bit during this conversation is that <laughs> you're not like, you know, on TV, when people go to acupuncturists, the, the acupuncturist like puts in all the needles and then they go, OK, I'll leave you here. And they go into a different room and then the person is there with their thoughts um, with you. I feel like I probably gossiped more with you than anybody else I knew <laughs> yeah. during our sessions. Like, is that a conscious approach or is it um, just that? Um, it it
1: depends. Chat? It really depends because now I do leave the room, especially during COVID times. Of course. And I think some people do need to relax. They are tired and they are stressed and it's better that they are, they spend that time um, breathing and um trying to trying to be in their bodies. I think a lot of us are living such a fast paced life and stressed that we are kind of outside of our bodies. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So we don't spend a lot of time actually in our bodies feeling what our body's trying to tell us. I mean, this sounds a little bit like woohoo, but
6: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's important to be grounded yeah. in life, but especially for fertility. How are you going to you know, create another life if you're not in your body, not aware of what your body's trying to tell you. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. Yeah. But does that mean if I come and see you again, we're not going to have chats?
1: Of course it doesn't. Come on. (laughs) Who can stop the chats between us three? (laughs) Uh I was going
2: to say, I I really like, obviously we always have a good chat and that was definitely part of it for me and why it was so lovely to come and see you. But then also... You did leave the room and I did go into myself because I really enjoyed that too. I really got a lot out of that. I found it quite powerful.
1: Yeah. The breathing exercises. Mm. Do you remember that I used to make you do the four, seven, eight? Yeah. Yeah, I still do them like every night. Fantastic. Well done. I just make something good at night and then I
2: can't sleep and then I do that. Like when I've got to say, I don't usually bring up my daughter on this podcast, but when she was um, in hospital, when she was very small, um, we were in hospital for five nights. And it's Ooh. probably the most tense and anxious I've ever been in my yeah. life. And also they're like all around, you know, in a hospital, it's horrible because there's just noise all around yeah. continually. Mm. And that was the only thing that would get me to sleep while we were there. Oh, well done. Just doing those breathing exercises. Yeah.
1: Mm. It it really helps. And I think, I mean, you know me, I'm a bit bossy when it comes yeah. to, you know, do the breathing and, you know, kind of get, you know, be calm now, Be mm. listen to your body. I'm, I'm quite directive because I think a lot of people need it. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously I can be soft and gentle when needed, but I, te- I treat a lot of women who are extremely frustrated that they're not pregnant. Yeah, They're extremely frustrated because, like me, they want to be in control.
0: Mm-hmm. And they
1: think they work hard enough at something. If they, eat, you know, take the supplements, they do everything that Mr Google tells them to do about trying to get pregnant and it's not happening they're frustrated
5: mm-hmm.
1: so i think okay you know this is what you can do now to help your fertility which mm-hmm. is reduce the stress do the breathing you know eat well but listen to your body you know mm-hmm. don't work your body too hard don't overexercise um do joyful things you know me that i'm very practical as a practitioner mm-hmm. because i think it's got to resonate with you for you to do these lifestyle changes
3: yeah, yeah and I
1: wouldn't ask anyone to do something that I wouldn't be prepared to do you know so mm-hmm. I know when I say or oh, reduce the sugar I know it's difficult or you know reduce the coffee or reduce you know the alcohol it's it's hard you know there's me at night eating my crisps when I certainly shouldn't <laughs> be mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: um it's interesting because. um like, I, you know, when I first came to you, I was like, I think the first thing I said to you was, I'm massively sceptical. Yes, <laughs> yes. and I, But but I needed to have tried everything. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I, I think part of the reason I kept coming to you is just because it made me feel really good mm. to have this, to have yeah. acupuncture. And it was, you know, it was partly just getting to lie down for an hour it was partly Mm -hmm. what you were doing it was partly our chats like they all Mm -hmm. kind of combined together Mm -hmm. um but i I think it's interesting that i think fairly recently the hfea has changed their traffic light so they have a traffic light system which is like um you know how effective certain treatments are Mm -hmm. and they've changed their traffic light for for acupuncture from red to amber because there is increasing amount of evidence that acupuncture does actually Work. You know, scientifically work, which yeah. is no surprise yeah. to you, Louis.
1: Yeah, um, but absolutely. Can you tell us how it works? Yes. Yeah. I mean, this is the science, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I mean, what what we're aiming to do is, well, okay, in clinical trials, acupuncture has been shown to increase the release of uh, beta endorphins in the okay. brain. And what these do is influence gonadotropin-releasing hormones, such as Mm -hmm. the FSH and the luteinizing hormone, LH, Mm -hmm. okay, which will affect our ability to develop and mature follicles, eggs, and it will um, impact ovulation. Mm -hmm. So you need your LH surge to ovulate, right? Exactly. And you need your follicle-stimulating hormone to mature those follicles. Mm -hmm. Um, But it also influences the release of estrogen and progesterone in our ovaries. So it's about getting that, um, what we call HPO axis, the hypothalamic pituitary axis, balanced. So we have a nice... Ovulation, we have follicles developing nicely. We have a uterine uterine lining building up, um, and once once we've got conception, it's about that that travel, that movement of the embryo down to implant in the uterus, and how acupuncture helps that is balancing the reproductive hormones for a start, um, helping stimulate blood flow in the uterus to help build up the lining but it also helps the ovaries um, mature those follicles Mm -hmm. okay so it's helping at each step of the way and it's really um, it's really important because it's always about blood flow Mm -hmm. in the in the reproductive organs okay Um, and I think as you as you pointed as you touched upon earlier, Emma, about, you know, coming, you felt really great, you felt really calm, and you felt mm. it helped in that way in your general well-being. It, um, acupuncture really helps regulate cortisol, you know, the stress yeah. hormone. Yeah. yeah. So it's about chi flow. And yeah. blood flow. If our chi and our blood is flowing well, we feel great. We feel grounded. We mm-hmm. feel we don't feel anxious. We feel calm. And all our organs are being nourished properly and optimally. Mm-hmm. So that's why we feel great. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that I mean, part you, you both know how difficult it has been on the, you know, the fertility roller coaster. You know, mm. having IVF or trying to conceive naturally, it's a roller coaster of emotions. You know, you have that two week wait, you have the anxiety before you do the pregnancy test. Even when you're pregnant, you feel anxious, right? Mm. So, what acupuncture I think is so amazing in doing is it kind of regulates all of that. It, it regulates the anxiety, it calms you down, it yeah. makes you feel that your blood and your chi is circulating everywhere, which is exactly what we want. In early pregnancy and during, you know, conception.
2: Yeah. You're making me want um acupuncture now. That's it, oh oh my God. Come it. on, back. Do you know what? Saying, yeah,
1: I've got such bad shoulder pain. <laughs> really? Yeah. I've been treating shoulder pain all day. Oh,
2: I bet you have because that's everyone's good. working from home. Yes. Shit, oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's my issue.
2: So, um, so are there so if someone's listening to this and they're like, Oh, you know, what what Is there a time of the month or a time of a treatment cycle or something like that, that it's best to have acupuncture when you're trying? Or is it just kind of the whole cycle that you aim for?
1: It really depends on what's happening. So if there are any gynecological conditions like polycystic ovarian syndrome or endometriosis or um, you've got, you know, kind of a really irregular cycle and you're not sure why, Mm. then you probably would benefit from coming in at any stage okay to Mm -hmm. regulate what's happening if you're trying to conceive naturally and you have a really regular cycle you know exactly when your fertile window is um i would say come in probably a week before ovulation and come in just after ovulation Mm. um that, you know, that's for like trying to conceive naturally with assisted fertility. You guys know that um, there's a pre-preparation time to come in. So before up to three months before you're going to start IVF, Mm -hmm. Um, then depending on what protocols you're on, if you're a long protocol, you could come in once during down regulation and then during stims during stimulation drugs Usually your acupuncturist will want to see you probably twice during that, that period. And that's really to help follicle, what we call follicle recruitment at the beginning of uh, when you start stims. So you get as many follicles ready, lined up to say, OK, we're all we're all starting. Let's get, you know, because, you know, with IVF that it's it's a numbers game. So mm. the more follicles yeah. you can have growing at the same rate and collected and matured at the same level, the more likely you're going to have a higher rate of fertilization of embryos. Mm. Um. So it's also then towards the end of stems. Before egg collection, that we would recommend you come in because by that time you're probably having one is probably having more side effects from the stimulation drugs. So that could be like night sweating, headaches, um, bloating, pain. Yeah, feeling just really knackered. Yeah. Um, so it's more about then making sure that the lining is nice and thick, that the the follicles are developing nicely, but also dealing with those side effects. Then, and then usually, uh, we highly recommend pre and post transfer, mm-hmm. pre and post mm-hmm. embryo transfer. Um, this, in clinical research, has been shown that acupuncture just during these two, just for pre and post transfer, can increase the success rate of pregnancy
2: yeah i I definitely came in the morning of my transfer i think beforehand and yeah like i don't know what it did on the inside but in my head it made me feel like i'd done what i could yeah i was feeling relaxed it was definitely nice to do
1: yeah Yeah. and what we're doing in pre-transfer is preparing the cervix but calming you as well yeah so you know it's natural to feel anxious isn't it before transfer but oh, yeah. it's also prepping, prepping the cervix, making the, cerv- the cervix receptive to your lovely embryo. To the, to the catheter. <laughs> yeah. only <laughs> <laughs> time I think that you actually
2: left me, you were like, just lie here and shut up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Be quiet, young lady. <laughs> Focus on your receptive cervix.
2: I um, did not spend enough time focusing on that.
1: <laughs> you
2: did well, girls. You did well. Thanks. thanks um, when it comes to um, the way you practice, you know, one thing that you did a lot of was give us kind of hints and tips on what we should and shouldn't mm. be eating. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how important is nutrition?
1: I think massive. Okay. If you think you your eggs and your lining is made up of what you eat is made Mm. up of the chi you know in the blood Mm -hmm. transformed by what you eat um it can only help Mm. can't it Mm. um you know my approach and I think most acupuncturists approach is extremely holistic we look at your lifestyle what you eat what you're what you're doing you know in terms of sports and work etc and we see where we can tweak it to make your chi essentially move better Mm -hmm. yeah so for me I mean you know that I'm a big advocate of eating warm cooked food
0: Mm
1: -hmm. right and that's because cold raw food it's fine in summer and it's fine in in um in moderation, but when you're trying to conceive, you want flow of energy to be optimal. And cold uh, raw food will kind of put a bit more strain on your digestive system uh, because it's raw. You'll have to you know bring it up to body temperature and digest all this raw food. And cold food because cold contracts, so we don't want anything to contract. We want everything to be moving freely and flowing well. Okay. Mm. yeah Yeah, and that's during pregnancy too that's i mean that's in life if people have digestive issues um in chinese medicine that's a spleen deficiency so we want it to make it as easy as possible for your your digestive system to transform food and make energy
2: yeah i remember you telling me not to eat ice cream
1: yeah, I know that's mean, wasn't it? No, it's fine.
2: It's probably doing nothing. You can eat as much no. ice
1: cream as you want when the babies are here,
2: you know. <laughs> um, um what um so you obviously've touched on some there. What are your other tips? Like what 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 should people avoid? What should people have more? Of?
1: Um w- like protein. I think uh eating eating I do recommend when people are trying to conceive to eat protein with most meals. And it doesn't have to be uh, animal protein, Um, you know, legumes, uh, pulses. Great, you know, Uh, but I am Chinese. I am. I think that we as humans, we do absorb heme iron that's, you know, iron from another animal much Mm. easier. So. I think as if you are vegan or vegetarian, it's fine, as long as you are really super on it with your nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. Lentils. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cooked leafy greens. So I, I think I, I always recommend eating a rainbow-coloured diet, like a med- Mediterranean diet. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get your beta-carotins you, full of antioxidants, basically, um, because that will only help. You know, deal with the stress, deal with any kind of toxins in the body. It will be helping. And should and should
2: everyone be downing liters and liters of pomegranate juice?
1: Not liters. <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Quite um, I think.
2: I think I like. What's it? Pom pom juice. I think. i yeah, been yeah. In, in yeah. business for for a good three months there.
1: Yeah, I think you know a shot of it daily is fine. Like about fifty mils. Okay. Not liters. I mean, you know, everything in moderation, girls. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> yada, yada. <laughs> but yeah, I think, you know, if you, what I want is to make sure that blood flow is great and mm. antioxidants, you know, those things will help blood flow. So beetroot, you know, it's either beetroot juice or pomegranate juice. um You know, we do believe in lycopenes. So, like, Tomato, cooked tomatoes. That's a mm. that's a really good antioxidant for you. Was that what you
2: told um, my Mister Gabby to have? What was it? Um, tomato tomato
1: paste. puree. Yeah, tomato yes. puree. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well,
2: is there any it, other stuff that's really good for sperm?
1: Oily fish, um, seeds, lo- lo- lots of things. You know, things that look like sperm. Caviar. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pomegranate caviar. Yeah. Uh, I think walnuts i think seeds and nuts are great okay, okay um yeah can't can't remember off the top of my head but yeah things that look like sperm tadpoles tadpoles
2: no mm. frying up <laughs> <off> on toast <laughs> um, so just out of interest just to um <laughs> just because i read this story i was reading um what we've written in our book and i read this story which is gabby's story and it made me laugh so much if you were drinking a smoothie is it good to hold it in your mouth for a while until it goes warm? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, um. yeah. <laughs> See? Nice Why, are Why are you drinking cold smoothies, girls? It was oh. uh,
2: Louie Lou, <laughs> I'm going to have to explain the full situation. So <laughs> M&S does a smoothie. It's called oh. Revitalise or something, and it's got um, folic acid and beetroot and yeah. all these things that I've been told were good to have but obviously yeah. it's fucking cold
1: oh yeah yeah then you did the right thing or you just leave it until it's room temperature girls <laughs> I think you're enabling
2: her
0: Good girl. Very, very you very get extra England points straight, yeah, well sweating done. it in my mouth going,
1: mm-hmm, is it ready yet <laughs> as, long as you're not just spitting it out passers-by
2: no. <laughs> right um okay so a last question do you want to ask it gab's or shall i oh um well uh, <laughs> now you're building no, this it the, well you before we started you were like are you going to ask us any difficult questions and i i was going to say well there is one the last question is quite difficult emma who was better at getting acupuncture me or gabby Better in what way? Just like better, a better better student, you know, a better, a better Padawan.
1: Yeah, Gabby. (laughs) I knew that would piss Emma off. (laughs) No, I mean, uh, what? No, I tell you what. You had Emma had like a massive transformation, right? Because you were, you came onto my couch, and you were like, I'm really sceptic chatting 19 to the dozen fine 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 put the needles in it's like I gave her a sedative <laughs> she floated out of the room bumped, she, she bumped into Zita on the way out I, I said oh, I'm hey, a see that. Hey. yeah she, she was like and she was like full-on zen goddess okay <laughs> so that that's like a really good transformation uh were gabby you know gabby you're pretty grounded you're pretty chilled right so i think but i think that you you may have won because you list did you do more of the uh you listened to all the self-care advice yeah yeah didn't you well did you emma i did the breathing (laughs) yeah you did all the time i think okay let's be diplomatic girls you had the biggest reaction, the biggest kind of change, Emma.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And Gabby was kind of like just chilled the whole way through. Or you're already... like a bit of a swan. You're a bit of a swan, so you always give the impression <laughs> that you are really chilled. And then inside, the little mind is going like the clappers. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, that is true. I think that's a really accurate description. Yeah, yeah.
1: So <laughs> Emma really shows funny. her her like clappers yeah <laughs> but so I think I can't really was that diplomatic enough girls? it was very diplomatic do you hate I me think,
2: yeah no no one hates you <laughs> great I Who? do remember Emma describing that um walking out that first time yeah and it is quite funny because I like felt a like I, goddess. A I felt like I was yeah absolutely yeah. fucked yeah <laughs>
1: and, no, and if you. she I don't know if it's my it's my imagination now but if you could you should have been wearing a long, floaty skirt or dress <laughs> and kind of wafting down the stairs, you know, like with your your skirt swaying in the wind, yeah, were you, and then yeah, skipping down Manchester Street,
2: yeah, well, do you know what, I just remember walking through um down Oxford Street because I had to go to Marble Arch Station. And that is the worst part of Oxford Street, because it's always heaving with tourists yes, shoveling yeah, along. Yeah, it's the most yeah. stressful and place yeah, to be in London. And I get rage. And so but I just kind of wafted down that bit of Oxford Street. Then I got home and we'd just exchanged on my house. And the um the conveyancers had given me an, a bill of an extra ten thousand pounds that I didn't own. <gasps> And I instead of going absolutely mental at them, I just phoned them and had a really chilled conversation and was like, No, don't worry about it, man.
1: It's fine. Oh my God. It's fine. Right, I'm gonna stuff. write that on a bottle, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's that I mean, that is amazing. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. guys know me. I'm I I can appear very zen in clinic, but I can get really like road ragey you know I can get really like oh people really annoy me especially like walking down streets when people are like all over the place but after I feel after I have acupuncture I feel like there's no problem that I cannot solve I'm as grounded as fuck and I'm just like yes yes bring it on I can deal with anything so you know that's what acupuncture does to me that's amazing right who yeah. does your acupuncture do you, do you just stick stick yourself sometimes You're just like well I do like. have to I do have to needle myself now because I, don't, I just don't have time to go and see my acupuncturist but mm. he's amazing he's he's truly amazing so I I should go back but oh, yeah it's wow. just it's just work and everything now but yeah definitely
2: well, I think we both have said many times, probably too many times really, yeah. that we think you're amazing. So. Thank you, loves. Yes,
1: thank, thank you. Me. It's not me, it's the acupuncture.
2: Oh, yeah. You as well. you, Yeah. Thank you. Louis, anyway, thank you so much for coming on.
1: Yeah. Thank, thank you for you. having me on. So nice to catch up with you. It was so <laughs> nice to. Yeah, I know. God. So nice.
2: got questions.
1: That was difficult. Oh, <laughs>
2: It's time for the real game show, IVF. What the F? What the F? We are talking about thick, juicy linings. Oh, it's a thick, juicy lining. It's yeah. what a lot of people would just die for. Yeah, it's it's funny, isn't it? Like um, grass is always greener, I guess. Situation, mm-hmm, I suppose it is. Um, I, you know, last week we were talking about thin linings. That's something I've got a lot of experience of. Mm. um thick lining's not so much although as i said last week once i had a grainy lining i really don't know what that meant what did that mean who knows well it meant it meant bad but further oh, than yeah. that i don't know what it meant of poor quality yeah so i guess you know um well professor tim explains um can your lining ever be too thick he says yes mm-hmm. but i guess listen on and find out take it away tim
3: so Ideally for the endometrial lining, you're looking for a thickness of somewhere between seven millimetres and probably up to 12, 13, 14 millimetres, something like that. It's actually quite unusual to see a very thick endometrial lining. As usual with studies, data tend to suggest that success rates are best when uh, when things that are measured are more in the average sort of range. And as soon as you start going very low or very high, above average, then in general in medicine, I'll say that you, you do start to see that success rates or outcomes may drop away a bit. But it's usually more of a problem with a lining that's too thin. In terms of a lining that's too thick, if, if, a, li- if a thick lining is is seen, the first question is, well, why is it thick? One possibility is that perhaps it's an endometrial polyp or a fibroid polyp, which hasn't been seen before and is being seen now during the monitoring. So if there's a polyp there, and a polyp is really an overgrowth of tissue, if there's a polyp there, then you would normally see that the lining is not the same thickness throughout. So it would be normal thickness and in a certain area of the uterus, you'd suddenly see it get thicker. So certainly the, the people doing the scans in the fertility clinic would be aware of that and would be looking to see Does this thick lining look like it's due to a polyp or not? The next thing would be, well, if the lining is seen to be thick during the treatment cycle, has it been seen to be thin beforehand? Um, So certainly if the lining was, for instance, four or five millimetres beforehand, or if you were having a long agonist protocol and you had a downregulation scan and it was less than five millimetres as it normally would be, that shows us that this thick lining now is in response to all of the estrogen hormones uh, flying around. And again, I, I wouldn't be concerned about that. If the lining is always thick, uh, regardless of when you're being scanned, then there does need to be consideration whether the endometrium is healthy or not. Now, very unusually, you can get overgrowth of the endometrium in some and something called hyperplasia. And that's more common as women get older. So if um, the patient is in her 40s, has a very thick lining, so over sort of 14, 15 millimetres or more, and importantly, the lining stays thick uh, even after after a period, then there does need to be consideration whether that is hyperplasia. And that is quite easily um, examined by doing a biopsy. And the biopsy is a bit like having uh, an embryo transfer. So a catheter is uh, passed through the cervix and a small um, aspiration is made of a bit of tissue, which is then sent off to the uh, laboratory. So in general, yes, lining can be too thick, but that's quite an unusual scenario. And really, you just wanted to make sure that it's not a polyp. Again, a polyp can be tested by looking closely with scan or potentially doing a saline scan. So a bit of um, water is injected in through the cervix and a scan done to look, to look to see if it's a polyp or not, or potentially a hysteroscopy. Okay, guys, it's
2: over. That was it. It's all over. Um, next week we have Emma Haslam from Your IVF Abroad and she's talking about IVF Abroad. Uh, oh, and don't be confused about Emma Haslam. I was. <laughs> uh, it's not the host of the show. <laughs> she has a, do- a, 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 what's it like, a name twin? Yeah, I do have a name twin. Although to be fair, for like the first probably two series of this show, I was Emma Forsyth Oh yeah. because yeah. of uh, work issues. Yes. My work didn't want me being Emma Hazler anywhere, so I just borrowed John's name for a bit. Oh, very good of you. Mm-hmm. You've given it yeah. back now. Yeah, I've given it back. he can keep that. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll keep mine. he can keep that. Um, yeah, so we're talking about Ivy for Broad. That's really interesting yeah. really worth listening to. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Packed, jam packed, full of info. Yeah. Um, have a really great week. Yeah, guys. I hope you have a great week. Loads of love. Bye. Bye. Bye.